Time Rogues NBA podcast. I'm your co-host, Nick Bushart, here with Tyler Phillip. We're going to cover some of the NBA news that's happened this past week, uh, as we have this uh, now going to be hopefully daily podcast going to cover the NBA. Uh, so some of the things we've we've missed since the last week, we'll start off with Kyle Korver joins the Bucks. What's y'all's initial reaction to that? I think that's an awesome move for the Bucks. Yeah, uh, they only have shooting that brown uh, yacht. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good move. Interesting, maybe. I don't think we were expecting that, but it was a good move. Yeah, I, I think it was kind of out of the blue too. I, I know we talked about last time that I, I thought he ends up on one of the LA teams, um, but you know he goes to the Bucks. It was it was said that the only other team that was really in contention was the 76ers, uh, which he played for them before. However, he chose to go back to his old coach and Budenholzer. Uh, what does that mean, kind of, for the East? I mean, we, we talked about last time about how the East is kind of even at the top. You know, the Bucks, 76ers, have both gotten better. The, the 76ers did not fill their really three point shooter role. I mean, they did with Josh Richardson to a point, but Kyle Korver would have slid into where JJ Redick left off. What does it mean for the Bucks? And now they take that shooter, keep him from the 76ers in, in their hunt for the East. Well, I think this raid has uh, the Bucks have a fair advantage with it. That they have a lot more three point shooting than the 76 with Pat Connington and the addition of Kyle Corbett. Ty, you got any comment on that? What's that? Do you, uh, do you have any? Yeah, uh, sorry, my bad. <clears throat> so, yeah, so the, the Bucks add some more shooting. Um, so today we've had a couple of interesting tidbits come up. First of all, the new GM for the Washington Wizards has made it known that they're going to offer Bradley Bill a three-year max extension when his um, when the ability to do so opens up. Uh, do y'all think Bill's worth the max offer? Uh, I would say that I think he's worth the max offer because now that the max you know kind of being thrown around over the NBA, I think Bill's for sure worth it. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely worth it. He's he's a all star shooter, so he's definitely worth all that back money. Yeah, I like Beal. I I'm not a big fan of just throwing around max money. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Ben Simmons getting the max. I'm not a huge fan of guys who, you know, in my mind aren't like superstars. I mean, Beal's a great player. He's an all star. He's He's a good shooter, but he falls in the category with me of like the Chris Milton's, the uh, CJ McCollum's, like those kind of guys who are great, but they're not like, they're not superb in my mind. Uh, but there's also rumors going around that he might not accept the offer uh, because John Wall's hurt, uh, not playing this year. He, um, there's really no one on that team that surrounds him with a lot of talent. I mean, there's some good guys, but there's not, there's no other, you know, all-stars on that team more than likely. Do y'all, do y'all think Beal would take the max offer? Uh, I would say that, yeah. What? No, actually, I would say he would take the max somewhere else, but kind of like you mentioned, not in Washington. Because if the Wash, if Washington doesn't re-sign him, I heard that they'd try to trade him right away, and that he'd probably end up signing a max somewhere else. 
So I don't think he'll sign it in Washington, but I think that wherever they might trade him, if he doesn't, he's going to for sure sign one there. Yeah, I mean, he's going to take his money if he, if, he, if he deserves it or earns it. So he might not necessarily take the money from Washington. We'll just have to see how that plays out. But like you said, there's nobody on that team except him and Bobby Portis. No, Portis is at uh, – he's in the Knicks now. Knicks signed him this offseason. Oh, my bad. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, no, it just goes to the point that the, the Wizards didn't do anything in the offseason. You know, they they drafted uh, Hachimura from Gonzaga. But besides that, they didn't really make any, you know, moves that were worth really noting. Um, so, yeah, we can discuss later in the week some ideas we have for Beal being traded. But as of now, we'll, we'll move forward. Um, another big uh, tidbit of news that happened today was Tim Duncan uh, was hired by the San Antonio Spurs to be an assistant coach under Greg Popovich. Uh, Duncan, you know, played his whole career in San Antonio from 1997 until 2015-2016 season. Um, almost a 20-year career there. Uh, you know, he led them to five NBA Finals, cha- five championships, multiple MVPs he had. Uh, what does this mean as Tim Duncan becomes an assistant head coach here? Uh, I think the first thing that actually came to mind is maybe he's, you know, going to be the future replacement for Popovich in the upcoming years if Pop retires. But I think it's always good to add to an uh, experienced guy to your coaching staff. Yeah, I think I think he's trying to find his replacement, Popovich, and put him on the staff to teach him the ropes. So when he retires, Tim Duncan can take over. Yeah, I love the hire. I mean, they have a lot of young bigs on that team. I mean, well, Marcus Aldridge is still there. He's your perennial, your uh, your biggest name big. But you still got guys who are young that they just signed and or you know picked up. You got Trey Lyles, Lucas Semanic, all those kind of guys that are new that could use kind of Duncan's ability to do post play, but also on defense. He was a great uh, defender in the low post. So I think it's a great hire. Yeah, I do agree with you, um, Tyler. I, I, I do think that that he's being groomed to be the replacement there, uh, hopefully at least. Um, if if y'all want more information on that, go to Overtime Heroics. We had, a, we had an article posted a day about that, about Tim Duncan becoming the assistant. Or actually, sorry, I'll be posted tomorrow morning. Go go view that tomorrow morning. But so let's keep let's keep moving. One of the rumors going around the past week uh, is that Miami. Uh, there's, there's been trade talks about Miami and CP3 uh, with the Thunder. Um, you know, it's rumored that the Thunder would have to give picks up to Miami to move CP3's contract, which is a humongous contract. What do y'all think is going to happen here? Is the trade dead? Is it going to happen? What's the move? Um, I think that the trade is dead because, and this is just another thing, when, you know, when Oklahoma City traded away, Russell Westbrook, they obviously were looking for picks, but now I think they're, they're a little getting too dependent on their picks. They won't even give a pick back to get rid of Chris Paul's really heavy contract. So I think it's dead because Sam Presti doesn't want to give up a pick or two along with Chris Paul just to move him. Yeah, I think I, I think, think Sam Presti is just holding on all his picks and hope he can uh, get – Future Hall of Famers or future players like Russell Westbrook 
AD or James Harden. Yeah, I, I think it's not a an if but when with a trade like this happening. I don't think the Thunder want to keep his contract um, on their books, especially when they're they're still over the tax. Like they're they're still over the tax. I mean, they don't want to pay a lot of money. Um, so I think this isn't a like right now trade. I think this is a month, two months from now when they're like you know getting close to being into the first month of the season. They're going to want to move Chris Paul. He doesn't fit with this team. The team is now a lot younger than it was, um, you know, a couple of months ago. And you got guys like um, uh, Shea Giles Alexander and you got, you know, Gallinari, those kind of guys who just want to, you know, they're just going to run and gun. They're not going to actually play, in my mind, like formulated basketball. It's going to be a crap show there, in my opinion. No offense to Thunder Faithful there. but Yeah, I can see that. I don't think it's going to be a like a, a, a Spurs or Rockets type of offense. So, for me, Chris Paul doesn't make sense. So, I think what ends up happening is Chris Paul is traded, and the Thunder will probably give up one of those, you know, future firsts that's um, probably a swap pick in my mind. I don't think they'll give up an actual first. I think they'll give up a swap option. But they're going to have to give up something to move Chris Paul. It's not going to be easy. And one thing I would love to see, which I don't think will ever happen, but I wouldn't mind them trading with Washington and trading bad contracts to get John Wall. I think John Wall is a way better asset than Chris Paul is. And when he comes back from injury, having him on that team would make a lot more sense to me than having, you know, the, the aging Chris Paul. Um, but that's not rumored or speculated. That's just something I would like to see. Uh, is, is there any trades that would make sense with Chris Paul right now? Do you all see any teams that might be able to, you know, make it work. There's not a lot of teams with contract with space right now, but what do y'all think with that? Yeah, I can't really think of a team right now because that's kind of like one of the things with Chris Paul. It's like I was so surprised the Thunder took that on because I thought it was going to be really hard to trade him. Uh, Bill Simmons on his podcast uh, said that he'd like to see Chris Paul with Minnesota, but I don't know how that would work out. Yeah, I'm assuming that would take them moving Wiggins and uh, I'm trying to think about the big contracts that would have to move. Like probably Wiggins, Dang, and someone else to the Thunder, which, I mean, honestly, Wiggins moving locations for him might be a good thing to, you know, get a change of scenery, as we always like to say. Um, but that that is also an interesting point. All right, so um, – we also have uh, – I'm looking on our basketball group message right now. One thing that people keep pointing out is that – so Zion Williams dropped out of the Steve World Cup. Um, and, and some people speculate that it's because of his weight. He stopped doing summer league because of his inability to play, in my mind. I mean, they said it was partly injury prevention. But I think part of it was he was just out of shape. Is Zion going to be ready for the season to begin? Is this going to happen? Are we going to have to deal with Pudgy Zion for a year until he gets his act together? Yeah, this is actually kind of one of the few things I kind of personally, in my opinion, think is one of the most interesting topics because even before Zion came to the league, I thought he seems to be a really injury-prone guy. We saw the whole shoe thing. He His weight just totally bursted that, but just physics don't really match his play style and his size and weight. 
Yeah, I think they are gonna have to deal with uh, G Naya. I mean, that's that's happened to some rookies. I think Joe Kim Noah had to, you know, he was out of shape and he had to eventually get in shape during during his rookie season. Yeah, and that's I think the interesting part about Zion is a lot of people were obviously picking him to be the rookie of the year just based on his athleticism. Um, but I, I think this issue of him being um, out of shape, out of game shape, is going to hurt him a lot. Uh, I think you'll end up seeing kind of like a Trey Young type season for Zion where he has a really rough first half. He'll come on in the second half of the season and play well. Um, so let's transition that real quick. Let's talk about who, who do we think is our our preseason rookie of the year. For me, part of this is me being a homer here, but – I think John Morant is going to break out. I mean, I, I think he'll struggle at first, like most rookie point guards do. But that dude can ball, and I, I would put him. I wouldn't put. I wouldn't put a lot of money, but I put money on him to win the rookie of the year. Who do y'all think wins rookie of the year? You know, I would say John Morant too. But the thing I'm kind of scared of too is if Zion does, let's say, play 60 games and puts up pretty good numbers. Because of, you know, all the hype in the media, they might, like, just give him the award based off that if he puts up at least decent numbers. But, yeah, Ja looks really good right now as a possible candidate. Yeah, I think I think Ja could be rookie of the year. And I like what I saw from Jackson Hayes, too. So, you know, he could be in the running as well. Yeah, Jackson Hayes is weird. He Because, you know, they have, they have Okafer still there, who had a great season last year. And... I don't know if Jackson Hayes gets any starting minutes this year, and I think he deserves it. He's he's my he was my favorite big guy in the whole group. Uh, he's very athletic, very young. So I do I do agree with you. I think he'll get great time, minutes, especially with that young team. I just don't know if he ends up ever starting for them this year, at least, unless they make a trade and trade away uh, Joe Okaford. One guy I think we should watch, uh, keep an eye on is we were talking about Washington earlier, but uh, Ruby Hachimera. He. He's a great – he's a good player. Like, he, he's a small forward, stretch forward, whatever you want to call him. He, he kind of can guard both positions. But with Washington being that bad, he's going to get a lot of minutes, a lot of playing time, which might hurt his voting. But, you know, I think he could be a good player for for them. So, to wrap this up, um, we'll talk about kind of a, a topic that has been interesting to me. Uh, a lot of NBA stars have been dropping out of the uh, – USA basketball. I mean, Tobias Harris today dropped out. You've had guys like James Harden drop out. Anthony Davis has dropped out. All these guys have dropped out. Is this, and this is kind of controversial, but is this anything to do with how the view of America is right now? Do you think that the sport, sport-minded players are now taking social issues and using that to make basketball decisions? I would say I don't think it's that far, but I think it actually has more to do with these guys are really scared nowadays over injury-wise and injury play. And I think, like, you know, Team USA, that's cool and all, but, like, most guys see how it's, like, it's important to represent your country, I guess. But unless it's the Olympics, these kind of tournaments are kind of, like, pointless when it comes down to it. Yeah, I think it's just the... They're concerned about getting hurt and then not being able to be ready for the season to start. Yeah, I I agree. I see that. So with that, does that make 
if America loses in this tournament, our expectations still, or our response is still negative. Like, are we still the favorite to win? Are we still going to be pissed off if we lose in this tournament? I think we should still win no matter who we put out there. Just because no matter who we put out there, we're going to have more NBA players than the other teams. I don't know. I mean, Team Canada, they have a lot of talent on their on their team. But, you know, we, we have do have a lot of NBA players, so I don't know if it will be as easy as it would be, but we might we could still win the, this tournament. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I I don't know. I mean, I haven't looked at the field. I know, obviously, you said Canada's going to have a great team. I mean, teams like Spain always have good teams. Um, but a lot of these guys that have dropped out are guys that have played, you know, multiple years with Team USA. I mean, now you have guys like Harrison Barnes and uh, Brooke Lopez leading the charge here. For Team USA, so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if we didn't win the tournament, but I do think we should hopefully win the tournament. Um, is there anything else y'all have for us today on Overtime uh, Rogues NBA podcast? Nope, I think we did a good job of covering everything. Yeah, I think I think we did cover everything. Awesome. Well, guys, as I said, we're gonna try to make this an every day for the rest of the summer uh, podcast when school or when the fall starts up. We'll probably spread it out to two or three times a week but keep following us and get on twitter to nba or to overtime aerobics nba podcast give us a follow you'll see this uh episode in our last episode check us out subscribe like our page follow us retweet and then go to overtimeheroics.com to get all your up-to-date nba news you can follow um, them on twitter instagram and facebook follow us on our own personal accounts as well uh, you can find all of that on twitter And we'll see you uh, hopefully tomorrow, guys. Have a good one. Bye. Yep.